Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking Comics Podcast. It's Wednesday, February 14th, and you're listening to episode number 635. Happy Valentine's Day to all who observe, and happy birthday to my mom, who turns 71 today. Happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, I, I like there was an awkward pause. He was waiting for us. To I say love something. awkward pause. <laughs> I said it. I, I said had happy a, birthday. I, I hadn't been introduced yet, and I refused to speak before my credits were given. Bob knows <laughs> my mom. Yeah. He's met my mom on a couple of occasions. Mm-hmm. Lovely lady. Yes. All right. Uh, Bob Ryer is with us. Yeah, I, I'm observing and celebrating. I'm going to be watching my bloody Valentine and the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. That's my mindset for today. There you go. We love it. Uh, Aaron Amos is here. I'll just be on grinder all day. Whoa. <laughs> and Chris Carey is also here. Happy Singles Awareness Day, my loves. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Nice, nice, nice. Let me ask you all a question. When's the last time? And I know I know Bob's answer. When's the last time that you saw a McDonald's Happy Meal? Months ago, I babysit. <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> Chris, I'm for curious. Me, Go ahead, yeah. Bob. Uh, for me, it was summer when I was trying to collect all the Marvel's toys. Oh, yeah, you got it. Right, get right. I remember. I remember. Yep. Um, okay, Chris, what did you used to get in your Happy Meals when you would go to McDonald's? Oh, like as a kid? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, last week. Oh, no, as a kid. Okay. Um, I, God, hell if I remember. My parents were kind of crunchy, so we didn't eat McDonald's very much, but... I believe it was like a burger, fry, drink, right? Something like that. Yeah, but do you remember the toy? Oh, there there wasn't a toy. There was whatever movie was out. What? It was different every time. What are you talking about? All right. Power Rangers. This is going to play really well for an audio podcast. I'm going to try to put this picture in the chat here. There was I a went boy to a McDonald's. A girl toy. I do remember that. Yeah, there was like a different toy every time I got one. I got lots of Barbies that way. I went to a McDonald's earlier today mm-hmm. and saw the Happy Meal and I was destroyed. All these people whining about things that ruin their childhood. Mm. The Sonic the Hedgehog Happy Meal is nothing but cardboard pop-outs. <gasps> okay, though that's different because it was always like a plastic toy. I will say that. What we used to have like transformer food items, mascots from McDonald's with like intricate moving parts. Yeah, I don't remember this shit. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe I was it's mortified. A fancy McDonald's. I, I feel like I just I got very stationary <laughs> toys. <laughs> uh, 
Bob. They have a different. They have a different McDonald's in New York. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Look, at least if you sit on the Marvels uh, characters here, yeah. you'll find them again. If you sit on these Sonic ones, they're done. I don't know, Steve. I, don't I like any I, part of that. I, I struggled to get these toys. I got uh, uh, Captain Marvel and a Princess Carol, and a a Kamala. Those are really cool, Bob. And a one other one, uh, Nick Fury, but I could you couldn't get the rest. I had to buy them on oh. eBay. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to have... go without. Uh, though I did save a Happy Meal box. If you got to have the collection, you do the collection. So I have a a Happy Meal box I aired out, <laughs> so it didn't smell like hamburger. That's the best part. Uh, not when it's in your kitchen. No, eventually it gets. Annoying. I just realized I still have one. I have the Batman Beyond uh, nice! toy from Look the at 90s. Him. Man. I know. Isn't he great? I miss um, the Batman Returns mugs. Oh, Those were the classic. best. Classic. Those were the best. That one that was two-faced that had the flippy coin as the handle. Yes. Oh, love it. Love it. And then I, the other one was a question mark for the Riddler. We love to see it. Yes. I have a I have a Marvel's mug from the theaters. Oh, nice. I have a, the Taylor Swift mug and or cup and bucket from the theater. Yeah, yeah I did. I did not go for the Marvel bucket, which was a flurkin egg for forty dollars for popcorn. Who's gonna get wow. the, du the Dune fleshlight bucket? <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is teasing the popcorn bucket for oh Deadpool uh, and Wolverine, yeah. and I have a sneaking suspicion that it's just a regular popcorn bucket with a hole in the bottom. I hope so. That's hysterical. <laughs> I legit. I can't. Did you see his tweet last night? So uh, obviously not. Sorry. Last night for us recording was the Super Bowl and Blake Lively, his wife was with Taylor. So she was on the screen the whole time. Ryan Reynolds just tweeted. Has anyone seen my wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, new Deadpool teaser a little bit later in the show. Um, quick go around the table here. Does anybody want to share some uh, sports ball moments or thoughts or or parties Ooh. or anything? Can the Swifty go first? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's really why they were oh, all thank there. You. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I I believe she alone won the Super Bowl. If I'm not mistaken, I didn't watch the playing. I know but... that you don't go on Twitter anymore, but it was hysterical that the number one trending topic was congratulations, Taylor Swift. It really was. It really was. Uh, it was great. We love that. We love that for her. I might not go on Twitter anymore, but I go on TikTok and that was also trending like like crazy on TikTok as well as it was just videos of her being adorable. Um, they were reporting on her landing in Las Vegas like she was on Air Force One. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it was like, Taylor Swift has landed. She is here. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of attention on her private jet these days. It's so, okay, I will rant about the inherent sexism of this because she didn't even crack the top 15 uh, list at all and people are acting like she's the only one when mostly straight white men are up there way above her and never get shit for it so hey, don't even start with me. the friendly skies for people like me yeah. <laughs> i literally have no idea what you guys are talking about it's okay, <laughs> it's okay. we're almost done uh i guess I... we can talk about sports now but um i just wanted to say that uh she was before we even get there real talk <laughs> for the entirety of the super bowl i watched reruns of naked and afraid 
I also didn't watch mm-hmm. the Super Bowl, to be clear. I watched TikTok videos of Taylor at the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm dead that serious. I got into a marathon and I couldn't turn away. It was like a train wreck. You can't. You can't. Not if you're watching Naked and Afraid. You just can't turn away. What do you got to you you leave watched... them before they put clothes on? <laughs> like well, you could have watched the puppy, the puppy Bowl or Stupid Pet Tricks or Bar Rescue or some of the other marathons. Howard Stern's wife. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I, I, for the first half anyway, I met my friend Nikki at a local place Fun. in Patchogue. Book Club um, Nikki? Book Club Nikki because she, she and her dad who passed during the pandemic from COVID, what they always did was watch the Super Bowl together in this in this uh, restaurant slash bar. I didn't so, so know friends, that that happened. Yeah. Died oh, on that's her so sad. I didn't. Died I didn't on, know. Yeah, died on her birthday too. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so it's like okay, yeah, I'll go. And I went yeah, wearing a, gi- a Giants football jacket I had bought from my father the 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 month after the Giants won their first Super Bowl. So we're sitting at the bar. We're, we're, we're watching the game. We're, it, it, it's an interesting split because Patchog is. It's a very split town. There's a lots of lots of lefties, and there were lots of Swifties in the bar. But there's also it's also Trump country. Yeah. So every time she appeared on the screen, which is really for like eight seconds yeah, at a time, so little, barely any time at all. Right. Uh, cursing and screaming from one end of the bar, and it's just I, I turned to Nikki and said, "You know." Uh, other celebrities have gotten screen time for whatever reason, but yeah. that this really cheeses off these mm-hmm. people. Great. <laughs> great. Yeah. It makes like, me happy. Yeah, so somebody did very a breakdown happy. and they were like, in any given game, she is shown for a maximum of the whole time for 30 seconds. This is what people yeah. are pissed about. Yeah, the Times had a whole chart a couple of weeks back. Yeah, yeah. The, the one game Taylor. was 30, 38, se- 38 seconds of Taylor Swift. And that yeah. was uh, and that's too much for men. <laughs> Doing yeah. doing the work, doing the good work, yeah. and not even trying. Uh, Bob, did it. I ever tell you about the time that my dad won a Giants game? What? He won about eight thousand oh, uh, dollars. Not the game. He didn't win the game itself. He won it eight thousand like on the game. game. Oh, yeah. oh, he, he might have. He was he, he was, was, the, he was the, field the field goal kicker. Yeah, he was like the Al Bundy in his high school. He had he has an article in the paper for four touchdowns in one game. I was like, oh my nice. god, you're Al Bundy. Uh, but yeah, no, he he was a betting man uh, when he was around, and he won eight grand off of a Giants game one time, and we had to go and pick the money up from a local bar. That's right. And he had yeah. like people escort him out because there were others who lost that were looking to like beat the crap out of him and get the money. Yeah, out. a Super Bowl because they had the two upsets over the Patriots that could have won yep. you some big bucks back yep. in the day. We went back to his place and he had me count it. It was awesome. That's <laughs> yeah. really fun. It was cool. All right. Before, okay. <laughs> Before we what? move on, I didn't get to be on last week. So let me get, have my five seconds of, oh my God, there's a new album for Taylor coming out. <laughs> okay. You got five seconds. Go. Okay. That's all I want. I just, there's a new album. It's called Tortured Poets Department, which is amazing. We're doing Dark Academia now. Let's go. Okay. That's it. I'm done. When does it come Honestly, out? April. I'm okay. going to say. Go ahead. I'm going to say, I feel as though. For all of, I know it's not going to happen. For all of 2024 and maybe half of 2025, Taylor and Beyonce should go away. Here's why I'm saying this. No, 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 no. Here's why I'm saying this. This isn't against them. Here it comes. 
No, you. If Bob will know what I'm talking about, if you look at like fandom for like decades, fans can't let someone be at a certain point without turning on them. Oh well, this has happened to her before. I don't know. I no, know it's, it's, it's not the same. She's so never she's never been this Taylor in all of her. You, career. you were not around her Super Bowl during, era. <laughs> her reputation <laughs> era, though, like she went away for two years during that. It but, was too fucking. But I think she was still there with like you know she was still like her and Beyonce were still like the best in the in the business. But no, people. Hated I think her. now. Aaron, you're no, 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 no. I do remember. I'm just talking about this is a peak. Yes. This is like a pinnacle. Just try like Lizzo. Lizzo had Lizzo was at her peak, and then. Next thing you know, they come out of the wings and they're like, bam! And then next yeah, thing you know, Lizzo yeah. was gone. I just but think it, it would I be know. good to scale for both of them to sort of scale back for a little what bit. What I'm hearing you say is that hit. you are sick of talking about this with me and you hope it nope, goes away from I'm just, I, I worry about... It's bold of you to assume that I would stop if they were gone. <laughs> I don't even care if you talk about it. It doesn't even matter if you talk about it. I just think it's just, I have this feeling because this is where it turns. It just turns. Go ahead, Bob. Okay, this is like my That's... feeling about the actor that I won't mention again who is going to have a scandal this year. Anyway, go ahead, Bob. As someone who was in the music business for 20 years, mm -hmm. there, what you're saying is, is true, Aaron, but only at a certain level. There are people who have those peaks that can't be sustained. And sometimes it's because of a tragedy. It's Amy Winehouse or something mm -hmm. like Michael that. Jackson. But <laughs> the thing with Michael Jackson's... Know. Michael no. Jackson's tragedy, were, as was Amy's, yes. was of his own making. Mm -hmm. But his his peak lasted... Well, he had two peaks. As, as the Jackson 5, he had 69 to 73 mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And then they were failing and going to reinvent themselves, went to Columbia, and not much happened until Quincy Jones showed up. And then he had five great albums across eight years mm -hmm. or so. Mm -hmm. Um. Taylor and Beyonce are, I think, more along. And it's 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 because it doesn't get it doesn't. The industry and fans won't allow this to happen as much. Uh -huh. They're at the Springsteen, Billy Joel. I'm going to put out a record, and it's an event, and it doesn't matter how many I put out and what year it is. Yeah. Billy Joel has played 190 months of, of Madison Square Garden or something, and they all sell out. Yeah, I'm the, those, that's what these, I think too. These two ladies are not new kids on the block. Duran Duran. I'm saying. Um, I know what you're saying that it, it, given some space, maybe uh, the non fans would be more involved. I don't think those people would be anyway. Yeah. No, but I think, go I ahead. Think they're going to be okay. I believe in them. I believe in them both. I want all of our listeners to remember that I tried to. Put us into lightning hey, round several I, minutes yeah, ago. Sure I did. said five sure seconds, did. and I did take five <laughs> seconds. I was not my. I'm just kidding. We could do whatever we want. Yeah. But okay, later when we're not recording, Steve, I will give you what I gave Broadwin, which was my conspiracy theory breakdown about this album, because I've got so. Oh, many I'm all about thoughts. it. I want to hear it. I Broadway, definitely want to hear it. Broadwin heard my entire from beginning of her career to now theories, and it was unhinged. That was as a former tool conspiracy theorist, I am all about the. You asked conspiracy. when it's coming out. It's coming out April 14th, and that is significant. And we oh, because it's one day after her favorite number. 
Oh, no, so many. Yes, and but we can't. If you want to move on, God, we why do I know that her it. favorite number is thirteen? We need to move you've, on. You've been friends with me too long. I know. <laughs> I know. Cramping like, my style right, here. This friendship needs to end. I know too much. <laughs> That's why I'm I'm getting my Guy Davis ticket so I could just wash myself clean. Uh, All right. <laughs> uh comic books, comic books, is this comic, a comic books. Book it is a comic book show. We've got some comics, and I'm really excited to talk about a few of these. I want Bob to go first because he's got some books in his lightning round that I really enjoy. I want you to make a list of the ones you're not excited about. I think that's... that's uh, tune in <laughs> no, two kidding. weeks ago when I wasn't here and there was a book and it was a good thing that I wasn't here. Yeah. Bob, if okay. you please. <laughs> okay, so bunch bunch of quickies this time out. Love Everlasting 12 by Tom King. Elsa Chartier, Matt Hollinsworth, and Clayton Cowles <laughs> is a mind blower in a series that has been nothing but that since the beginning. Only this time, we may have finally gotten a look behind the curtain. And that's something kind of crazy along after 12 issues. Speaking of mind-blowing, the call number five, Kelly Thompson, Mate De Eulis, yeah. and Hassan Atsmani Elahu brought this mini home, or did it? Oh, hmm. nicely done. Thank you. After an intensive battle with our literally big bad, our intrepid liminal space travels have a chance to take stock of their lives, but considering that the issue concludes with the end question mark, like a 50s monster movie, I'm hoping we'll get to see more of Kelly Thompson's character-driven writing, which was perfectly paired with Natalia Day Lewis's stunningly emotional artwork. Now, also from Ms. Thompson was Birds of Prey number six, with art by Leonardo Romero, colors by Jordi Belair, letters by Clayton Cowles. After what seemed a good outcome, Sin has been possessed by Megara, and while there's a cure, it has side effects. But these are some powerful women, and together they'll find a way through, I'm thinking. Series has been chock-a-block with great moments, and a high point here was we finally learned why Barbara Gordon wasn't part of the team, and it's a problem hopefully solved in the next Poison Ivy 19, G. Willow Wilson, Marcio Takara, Arif Prianto, and Hassan Asmani Alahu picks up with the stunning close to last issue, and no spoilers, kinda, but here Ivy's life is passing before her eyes in the secret origin of Pamela Isley. So, Steve, I know you were trying to catch up with that. Wait till you see what's happening over there. Mm. Next up, Sensational She-Hulk number five, Rainbow Rowell, Iguara. The Cunniff and Joe Carmania finishes up Girls' Night with a last call battle with demons and a family reunion, both of which are, frankly, adorable. Add in a recruitment pitch and a tender moment with Jen and Jack. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to throw one thing in that I was going to throw in my banter. We did our book club this week for Butcher and Blackbird by Bryn Weaver, uh, my friend Nikki, and it was a wild affair based on those trigger warnings I read, as you can imagine. So just want to throw that out there. And Chris, I know you picked up the book. I want to hear your yeah. impressions of that. I'm, I'm going to read it for my book club, which is specifically called Murder Squad, because we only read murder books. So Then then it's perfect. <laughs> so uh, I'll let you know when we cover it, but I have a feeling it's going to be well-loved. Yes. Uh, finally, I'm going to close with the movie. I saw the new Diablo Cody movie directed by Zelda Williams, Lisa Frankenstein. And I absolutely adored it. It's 
elevator pitch. If you cross the Beetlejuice Edward Scissorhands era Tim Burton with John Hughes, mix in a dollop of Heathers and have it directed by Jen and Sylvia Sosko. That's what Lisa Frankenstein is like. Oh, I'm going to see it tomorrow. I didn't get to see it ahead yeah. of the show, but I am so ready. Yeah. And apparently, according to Ms. Cody, it takes place in the same universe as Jennifer's Body, the now acclaimed cult movie that people hated when it came out. My favorite uh, horror I'm movie. Huge fan of that one, too. Watch it a couple of times a year. It's probably going on tonight, as a matter of fact, just mm -hmm. as, a, uh, as a finish for a Diablo Cody weekend. Big fan of her work since Juno. Loved everything. And it's her sensibilities are here. It is. It's dark. It's quirky. It's weird. The Kids talk in maybe not a dialogue that kids do, but it's in the way that old movie dialogue was specific. Mm -hmm. Diablo Cody's writing is, these people are very specific. Each one has their own uh, tempo, rhythm, and dialogue. Uh, great. I, I know it, it opened very poorly. I don't care if it made $3 as long as it made my $3. So yes. that's, it, that's it for me. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for that, Bob. I am so You're, you're going to love it. It's. I, I really just hope every movie I see this year is just fucking weird. That's what I want. Yeah. So, so far, so good. <laughs> we need you know more what? of that in an era where too many things are tent poles and it's playing in five theaters and in multiplex. Yeah. yeah. This, this was in my, it was a small house that only sat about 50 people uh, down the hallway at a little multiplex, a little four, fourplex. Yeah. There was still there were more people here for Lisa Frankenstein than were for Shazam or Aquaman. So, <laughs> well, I saw those too, so I, I get that. Deeply. Yeah. Uh, and you know, for me, I this year I've seen Poor Things, which you said is coming out when you were telling me beforehand. The 20, 27th on streaming and the thirteenth for Blu-ray, DVD, four K, the whole. Physical yes, package. listener Miguel, we got to watch it again. So yeah, excited. Uh, and I've seen the movie I'm going to talk about today, and then Lakes of Frankenstein will be the third one. So I'm hoping, just fingers crossed, it's just a weird year because so far it's been incredibly weird. Love weird. Love <laughs> some weird. Yeah. Steve, Steve, you've got some thoughts. I do have some thoughts, but I first have a question for okay. I have a couple things. One, um, remind me when we get to the Deadpool teaser trailer talk that I have a photo to share with you all um, to ask a okay. question. Um, second of all, I forgot what I was going to say. You're going to talk right. about a comic. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. Who, who did the listener question? Did everybody do the listener question? Yes. Hold on. Okay. I mean, I think I did. Is it the same question by Mr. Uh, uh, Joseph Montague? Yeah, Montague. yeah, yeah. Got it. Got okay. It. Yep, yep. Do we want to wait until the end or do we want to have each person go after their lightning round? So the books that we're talking about are fresh in their minds. Oh, no. The end. That's the end? The All end. right. That's yeah. too much, Steve. <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> You're not um, allowed to be the chaotic one. You have to be the steady one. <laughs> yes. Hey, look, I'm just trying to just trying to get organized over here. Um, okay, so I finally read The Cull nice. last night. I read it. One through five. One right after the other. I am so... It was so painful for me to wait until this was done, especially when the last issue got delayed for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I was so excited to read this. I read the first issue way back when it first came out and I was like, oh man, 
this is going to be something special. I don't, I don't know how it would have gone if I had read it issue to issue, month to month. I don't think it would have had the same impact. That book, first of all, it's absolutely gorgeous. If you're at all familiar with Matea Deulis's work, it is on another level. the 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 world, the liminal space that we enter in this, the creatures that we that we encounter. Uh, the effects, like the superhero effects that kind of happen um, toward the latter end of the story, just amazing. Story-wise, I feel like Kelly Thompson sat down, watched Annihilation, and yeah. said, I can do that, and went ahead and wrote this story. I don't know if that's how it happened. I'm just saying. Lots That's of similarities the in, in the mix. You throw in die. Yeah. Yeah. There's even a reference, I think, to Annihilation in uh, the book when they talk about uh, people turning into mushrooms. I believe so. Yes. Yes. So, um, but oh man, like the one, this is not a knock against it in any way, shape, or form. I found myself a little confused by. Which, first of all, it took me a while to learn everybody's names. It was it was a bit hard to parse who was who and who was missing who in the story. Like once I once I got the idea of the brother that was missing and then the drastic hair uh, style and color change and why that was and so on and so forth. But there seemed to have been like a couple of name drops in the first or second, I think maybe the second issue uh, referring to other characters losing people, and I had no idea who they were talking about. I was kind of waiting for it to come back around, but in all honesty, that just tells me that I, <clears throat> excuse me, need to read this again um, to kind of suss it out, and I will read this again because it was absolutely awesome, and it's a quick read at just five issues, but man, they need to make more of this. That yes. little question mark thing at the end, like they they have to continue this. They could leave it where it is, and I would still be a hundred percent on board. But I I would love for them. I would love for them to be there to be more than what we have here. I really hope so. And the trade paperback will probably determine that. That comes out April twenty fourth. Mm -hmm. The sales of that are good. Hopefully, we'll move forward because I I'm with you. I need more of this world. I need more of this art and these characters and see where we go, because it is a great cliffhanger. It's a great cliffhanger and they feel like real people, you know, mm -hmm. like the, the sadness and the pain that they were feeling by, by the, the loss that was, uh, you know, at the heart of this story was really, really impactful. And from the jump, Kelly Thompson has this way and I'll, I'll mention this a little later in my lightning round, but She's also one of these creators that has a way of getting you really, really close to her characters very quickly. And well, she does that in The Cull. And I I absolutely loved it. I read it last night, couldn't put it down, and, and was so excited to sing its praises on the podcast because it is awesome. Yeah, the, the intros of the characters in the, the first 10 pages or so of the first issue, you're instantly up to speed with all these people. Yeah, just with a page or so of their interaction with their families as they go out to make their little movie, which is also sort of what uh, Super Eight. Mm -hmm. Remember that movie? There's, yep. there's a bit of that going on here. Especially, there's... it's sort of a giant monster movie eventually. 
I would love, I, this is the kind of story or the kind of book that I would love a director's commentary or like a special issue or maybe some back, uh, some back matter in the trade of what was going on. Because I feel like there's a lot of symbolism that might have gone over my head. Like, I don't want to spoil anything. I'll just say kind of how the last transformation happens. Mm-hmm. I I that has to that has to mean something that is so symbolic of several things that I can think of. Um, and also, as they each have their own individual power sets, so to speak, and there's an explanation here. But I I is is that Kelly Thompson's explanation? Mm -hmm. Does she choose these for a different reason than she even puts out in in the book? I would I would love to see this in that oversized hardcover yeah. adventure man. Yeah. Thing. How creepy though was the red panda when yeah. it started yeah. to to morph and and kind of adapt? Oh man, it was so cute for a little bit, and then it just Aww, is yeah. terrifying. Yeah, absolutely terrifying. Um, man, it was it. It's really good, really really good. Two thumbs up. Highly recommend. It's fantastic. Uh, the other thing that I read of yours, Bob, was She Hulk number five. Um, this was awesome. This is this like issues four and five are much more along the line of what I really enjoyed about that first run. And I feel like we finally arrived um, at that uh, comfort zone and humor and heart with this character mm -hmm. and the chemistry between um, Patsy and Carol and Jen is just awesome. And I love the whole uh, demons in the club thing yeah. and our, our special guest and um i must have missed that entire thing of patsy going to hell because i have no idea what they're talking about she's been to hell a few times it goes way way back to the defenders era interesting so we're talking 80s you know way back and again patsy walker for those who don't know is a marvel character that dates back to the 1940s Wow. Uh, morphed into a slightly different character, even though her book was, was running when things like Millie the Model were running during the 40s and 50s. And she was a, you know, a teen idol sort of character that writer Steve Englehart, who was on our show many, many years ago, decided to reintroduce into a story he was telling with Hank McCoy as the Beast and brought in Patsy's supporting cast, including her husband, Buzz, and then morphed her into the Hellcat in a, in a, a famous Avengers run that he uh, did with George Perez. So Patsy's been around a long time and became a defender and then got hooked up with our special guest here. Died a couple of times, came back with powers. And she can be a lot of things. She can be this character. She can be the Waka character that we all love. And... There should be more Patsy and, and Jen together. Um, You're here. Your yes. friendship is everything. What are her powers? Cat well, she got, powers. She, she takes lots yes. of naps. No. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of her powers came from the suit, which actually belonged to uh, Greer Nelson, who had become Tigra the Werewoman. But uh, in the early 70s, Marvel did a, a run of female-led by female creators books and one was okay. claws of the cat the other was night nurse which we've now seen in the tv shows as well mm -hmm. though a slightly different character it wasn't claire temple she is from 
that run. But she's she's stealthy and has claws, and now she has some minor demonic powers from her time in the netherworlds. As you do. Yeah. Things things happen, you know. I also get minor demonic powers anytime a man pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> like hanging out uh, in a red state. <laughs> I yeah. I moved out of it for a reason. The demon powers were getting a little too strong. <laughs> You're about to ascend. Mm-hmm. All right, and Steve. If you're loving, if you're loving what Kelly Thompson is doing in in these two books, you need to pick up Birds of Prey. I have yes. read Birds of Prey oh. one through four. It's so good, isn't it? Yes. Oh my god. Um, I read it when I was when I was forcing myself to use the DC app <laughs> for the last few weeks. I've I've read one through four. It's great. Literally, no better writing for Harley ever honestly than in this current yeah. Birds of Prey. It's so good. I'm a sucker for Harley this is going to sound harsh at first. I'm a sucker for Harley being underestimated. Yeah. And no, then I proving like people so wrong. It's really fun. Yeah, I, for, I love the first issue when her incredibly unhinged plan works and she's just yeah. so delighted about it is the yeah. best. I love it to pieces. I love the plan. <laughs> it's a great plan. I love that she was like, I was about 51% sure it would work. <laughs> I loved um, Cass's explanation as to why she should be on the team about how yeah. she's able to predict everybody's moves with the exception of Harley because she's just yes. too much of a wild card. Also, spoiler alert, skip ahead 30, 30 seconds. Uh, maps, grown up fucking yes. maps. Yeah. Yes. Un unbelievable. So happy. It's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. All right, let's talk about more good stuff. Chris, why don't you yeah. dazzle us with a lightning round? Oh, happy to dazzle. So I, I declared I was going to read like five webtoons, and I read two, uh, one and a regular novel. So <laughs> I really called my shot and then missed it, uh, as I was saying before the um, show. But I do have other things. Uh, to same thing happened all. to Babe Ruth. He didn't call his shot either. That was it's a myth, Ooh. so don't worry. But um. Shh. Yeah, no, I, I did other things that you'll see why I didn't have time to read when I oh. talk about them. But first of all, the graphic novel I read, um, they have just put out a graphic, I don't know if you call it, like a novelization of a novel that was one of my favorite books of all time. And now it's in graphic novel form. I'm going to drop the art for you all in the chat. Uh, they have put out the graphic novel of Kirsten White's, White's Hide, which Bronwyn and I have talked about on our show. That book is amazing. And the graphic novel really just brings it. Um, Hyde is essentially a, a, it's so great to even describe it. It is a sapphic horror slasher Ooh. set in an abandoned theme park. Oh, yes. yes. Yes, I remember. Yes, I remember you talking yes. about this. So it is now in comic form. Uh, it is so good. I, I, Oh, it's one of Kirsten White's horror never fails to dazzle. Um, I've loved every single horror book she's ever put out. And this the art for this one perfectly captures the like dark melancholy tone with the like colorful bright background. It's delightful. Fully recommend for everybody. If you liked the book, if you haven't read the book, it doesn't matter. Get it. I also read the webtoon Bob and I read Letters on the Wall. <laughs> no, I really feel like this is a read alike for everyone who loves giant days. That's the vibe it gives me. Ooh. What do, you, do you think? Yeah. Absolutely so. Yeah, it's uh, young ladies at university, uh, real 
real interactions. Yeah. There's some jealousy. There's some mystery. There's yeah. how do we all relate? But our two lead characters, Tara, who's just coming back to school after years being away, and yeah. Emma Miller, you know, the yes. sort of mystery lady from the past because yes. of the way things split apart, which didn't happen well. Exactly. It's it's so smart. The characters are incredibly well realized. Pretty much issue or episode one, you get the vibe of who everyone is and become immediately invested in their various hijinks of which there is a lot. It's got the like, just like Giant Days, it's got the both like colorful fun and also the like deep mental health mm -hmm. uh, and identity stuff going on. I, I really like it. Genuinely, I haven't found a read like for Giant Days in a long time. And this really scratched that itch. Um, this is wait, letters also, on the wall. Letters, letters on, on the wall. wall. Now, I, I have to say though, the yeah. person, the people who wrote it, uh, yes. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna help me with the pronunciations. Jada Limes. Mm -hmm. Don't have it pulled up. Bob boldly uh, assuming I ever remember who writes anything. <laughs> yeah, Jay Limes probably. They must be fans of the television show The Avengers. Yes. Because yes. Emma Peel. Tara King, and the fact that their dorm is called Peel Park. I know it's very cute. Lots of little nods. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting for John Steve to show up. But uh, he might. Maybe he's he that might. guy on the motorcycle. I don't think we. No, his name was something else, wasn't it? Yes. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I I loved it. So I had the weekend off. I was intending to read so much more, and I accidentally downloaded the game. Okay, I didn't accidentally download the game. I accidentally played it all weekend, though. I am playing the cozy Switch game, uh, Ooblets? Ooblets, yeah. Have you played this, Steve? Uh, I haven't played it, but it was on my list of things to play. I loved the trailers for it. It's so much fun. It is kind of... Um, it's very... It's a play-like for, like, Stardew Valley, so my favorite game. So if you mm. like the idea of like park, it's partially a farming simulator and that kind of cozy game. But then there's this like weirdly subtly mentioned twisted backstory in the same way that Stardew has where everything's just a little strange. Um, I heard it described as whimsy goth, which is like so perfect. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like lines when you talk to them are completely unhinged. Meanwhile, you're like, you're collecting these little plant monsters like Pikmin. And then you talk to somebody and they're like, have you ever felt the existential dread of our approaching death? And you're like, that's awesome, dude. Just buy my carrots. I don't. Um, <laughs> it's genuinely so fun. I could not stop playing it and thus did not read the comics I meant to read. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't an Ubalette some sort of weird prison thing? Dungeon? You're thinking of Ubliette. Okay. <laughs> I mean, so, could have been inspired by that. Who's who can say? I don't know. I haven't unlocked the dark secret of what's going on in this world, uh, but it's certainly there. The it's oubliette is from Labyrinth. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of dark and twisted things, um, I also watched two things that I want to talk about. One is the Hulu TV show Death and Other Details, which is Mandy Batikin's return to murder mystery. I, as oh. a longtime Criminal Minds fan. Oh, yeah, I have heard of that. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> You're good. Uh, was sad when he declared he would never play in anything violent again. But obviously he got over that or his paycheck ran low. I don't know. Don't want to judge. <laughs> yeah. But he back. He's doing mysteries. But this one is a very, like, if you liked Knives Out, you liked Glass Onion. It's like that, but it's a show. 
Um, and the plot line is a murder mystery on a cruise boat. And it's this world famous detective played by Mandy Patinkin that's had this significant fall from grace. And the girl who was a little girl once and is now an adult that he failed to solve the murder of her mother. And they have this like back and forth as they're trying to not romantic back and forth to be clear, uh, but like a emotional back and forth as they're trying to solve a murder together or slightly opposed to each other. And it is so good. And like I said, full Knives Out vibes. It feels very Benoit Blanc. It's amazing. Ugh, love it. And then finally, you thought I wasn't going to talk about Taylor Swift again, but I am because it is the movie Argyle. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to why that was related to Taylor Swift in a minute. Has anyone so else seen So that's not it? her. It's not her, but it is related <laughs> to her, believe it or not. I know. I know it's not her. Everyone thought she wrote this movie for a while, uh, but she did not. However, there's like a thousand references to her in this movie because the director's daughter is a fan. Anyway, Argyle is one of the most interesting watching experiences I've had in a long time. I know it is like getting very mixed reviews, but I think I get why that is. People seem to be wanting it to be something it isn't, and I think it's decidedly what it meant to be. People just didn't necessarily want it. I wanted it, however. It is a, for those who don't haven't seen the trailer somehow, it is a spy thriller about a woman who writes spy thrillers and discovers she's accidentally predicting the future uh, and has to be rescued. She has the dream of this sexy spy create, call, uh, played by Henry Cavill, and instead she gets Sam Rockwell, and it's a major disappointment. <laughs> I know there be, should be a disappointment. It is. In the movie, they make him look like absolute dirtbag, just physically, okay. like, He's obviously he's a handsome man, but you know, they make Henry Cavill like glow and have like the shine filter on him. And they have uh Sam Rockwell in like the most rundown clothes looking scruffy. Gotcha. It's it's great. Um, and it's him, her, and her cat running around doing spy mysteries. Now, all of that would be fun, but what is really fun about this is that it is a multimedia experience. There is a book that was put out at the same time, which is not the story of the movie. It is the book that she's writing in the movie. And so you can read what she's writing and watch her story. And if you do both, things happen. I can't explain mm. it without spoilers, but things happen. It is like connecting red string. This movie is also, uh, it's out there, so you may already know, but I don't want to spoil it if people don't know. This movie is secretly part of a larger franchise that's already happening. And if you watch it, you get to the end, you're like, oh my God, I know what this is. And the story about what they're doing with it, I'm really fucking excited. I think this is going to be so interesting, and it looks like they're going to be playing with this multimedia thing the whole time. Um, but watch it. And go in expecting, like, if anyone watched the Man from Uncle movie, it's that kind of vibe. Maybe no one else watched that. I love that uh -huh. movie. But if you know that vibe, that's the vibe. Go in expecting that, and then let yourself go along with the journey of what the fuck this is going to be because it's definitely a piece of a puzzle. It's not the whole puzzle. And that is my lightning round. Boom. <laughs> I'm going to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. I don't know how it's... much you'd like it, Aaron. I think Bob would love it. I don't know about you. I'm well, curious. I, I loved Romancing the Stone back in the day, which yes. has some similar... Oh, God, yes. To it. I think you would like this one a lot. I think I think um, you would like it, Steve, but sometimes I'm a little less good at calling what you'd like. Bradley, I however, am a would big, love it. <laughs> I'm a big Matthew Vaughn fan. Okay. I think you'd um, like it. Which I like may it. give a hint as to what universe it's in. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I thought that. It 
maybe I, again i don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it because i think it's more fun if you go in i read the article all right yeah well. it's un I've, I've written a bunch of uh i've written a bunch of articles about it it looks like a lot of fun i yeah. i love that sort of thing i really like him um i am saddened by like movies are so hard to get up off the ground these days yeah that it's it's really not doing well and so the franchise potential is kind of not even in the cards unless it does really well oh, on streaming you say that but i think it actually is already filming like there there's weird hints that it's already going i hope so so i hope okay. so that would be great i mean wasn't john wick sort of the same way i swear to you because i barely remember john yeah, wick it like coming built out. over the movies yeah yeah so and i guess over okay. time can we talk? Can we go ahead and talk? Because you all know what the franchise is. Then can we just give a spoiler warning and talk about it for a second? Sure, but just give a decent yeah. spoiler warning. Okay, spoiler warning. What do you want me to? Just five, okay. five, four, four, three, two, one. It's go. Kingsman. Okay. Yeah. yeah no. Kidding. Okay. No, I mean, but no, I mean, I people don't. Could have been X Men. It's surprising <laughs> to some people. I I like that it was a surprise to some people. I'm kind of annoyed they revealed it, but I think they were worried because it's doing so bad, and they're like, "It's a X Men movie. Go see it." But if you watch it, oh, it's that very... last one I didn't love. Go ahead. I did, oh, I, I liked that one. I agree. I, I, like, those I like all either. of them. So, but I love um, all of them except for the last one, The Kingsman. It, Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, it ties in really hard to the Kingsman, and it implies the next one is going to be a Kingsman crossover, possibly. So I'm I'm genuinely excited. But no, to the point I was making, there's some weird rumblings about how these movies are being made. It seems like they're throwing a ton of money at these movies. Also, they are an Apple TV movie that came out in theaters, and Apple will throw money at shit for ages. So I have some confidence we're going to keep getting them, even if they don't do incredible. So... I don't know. Apple I loves, certainly Apple, hope so. Apple continued to make five seasons of the Jason Momoa blind show that nobody watched. Okay. Like nobody watched that show. So <laughs> I got the <laughs> most beautiful uh, screener from Apple TV plus the other day. Yeah. I watched the new peanuts movie. Welcome home, Franklin. Hmm. It is fantastic. If you're at oh. all a fan of the peanuts, it feels like those old 2d animated films it is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen on my monitor. I don't know what they did to this file, but it was so vibrant. And the story is really sweet. And it it elevates a character that hasn't always been popular within the group and gives him his own movie. That's and cute. it was it, it left me with warm fuzzies. I liked it. Oh, yeah. so Franklin wasn't in rehab. He was just like away. <laughs> no, he moves to a new town and makes friends with the Peanuts gang, That's and he falls in love with the uh, the human emotional mm. punching bag, Charlie Brown. I thought he was on an episode of Naked and Afraid. Hey. Yeah, that's that's where he was. He briefly had <laughs> a career in reality. It's coming. <laughs> it's, it's on its way. I don't know if you want to see Franklin on Naked and Afraid. He's a little young. Let's for move that. on before we go into a different space here. I don't want to. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> anyway, Aaron. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whose turn so, is it? <laughs> boom! It's Aaron's turn. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, because uh, that was going down a path. Um, oh wait, maybe my notes would help. Here we go. I was like, why don't I know anything? Here we go. Um, all right. So there's a few books. There's actually a few books and a couple of things that I want to sort of talk about. I didn't get as far as one as I thought I would, but it's still something that I'm very excited about. All right, so. First one, because, you know, it's just a thing I have to do. Dead X-Men number one, Steve Fox. Uh, it's a Marvel thing, so I'll just read really quickly. Death was only the beginning. It always is. 
Uh, when the world turned against Krakoa, these five mutants lost their lives viciously. Uh, but their mission as X-Men is just getting started to preserve Xavier's dream. They must accomplish the impossible or die again trying. Spinning out of the rise of powers of X, blah, 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 just give you some context. So here's what we have. We saw those X-Men get squashed and split and chopped in half and all that stuff during yeah. the Hellfire Gala. It was it was grim. It was morbid. Surprise, here they all are. Uh, ah. Doing a thing. So we have Prodigy, Cannonball, Frenzy, Jubilee, and Dazzler with fabulous hair, Dazzler. Yes, um, of course. Uh, back, you know, on their mission. Now, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but a long story short is they have been dispatched to potentially fix things by finding a live Moira. As we all know, Moira has got the power to reset time basically by her death. Um, and that's kind of how they got to where they are now. Remember the powers of, of how you know House of X and powers of ten and all that stuff. Um, that's it was the powers of the ten the powers of Moira ten lives, uh, and it was the tenth one that we were living in the Cocoan Age. So they have, have been dispatched to go back, find a living Moira, or go through time rather, go popping out of the multiverse. Uh, I'm sorry, popping out of time. Find a living Moira, and then Night of the Living Moira, and then, well, essentially, with Prodigy's power, essentially map her mind and understand where in her process they could pop in, like map, basically map her her entire experience, all of her experiences, and where they could pop in to be able to stop things before Moira realizes her powers uh to be able to Wikipedia it could do that so because the difference with prodigy and like finding any other telepath is that prodigy's powers are passive basically you put him next to someone and he basically absorbs all of their knowledge oh okay uh, it's not something he controls it's just something that happens so that's the plan so to put him next to a live moira he absorbs all of her knowledge and he basically knows what to do um, and this is where they are. Now, they've popped in and out of different parts of space and time. They fought, they come up to, they, they've apparently been jumping in and out with the help of Ascani or Rachel, um, whose powers, I honestly, I still don't understand. Um, and, you know, they find themselves in some tricky situations and meeting some other X-Men, one, one of which being Abigail Brand. Um, and they got some choices to make about, are they there just for the mission? Are they there to help the people that they're coming across, even though they know eventually they'll probably have to just basically erase that timeline because of what they're trying to do? It's an interesting book. I can't lie. It's probably one of the more exciting of the, the Fall of X uh, books that have been coming out. Um, so I'm probably going to stick with this one. Notice I didn't talk about X-Men 31. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the next book, uh, Simons of the City number six, Joanne Star, Carrie Randolph. Um, why did I talk about this book? Well, there's a couple of things. Um, just to catch people, I'm just give people an overview of this episode, this issue. After everything she's been through, Layla and her friends finally face off against the Rat King. But will her mother, the fearsome Lilith, help or hinder her in her fight to stay in control of her own body? That's important. Layla is terrible. Layla is in terrible danger, but also wields a terrible power. One that, uh, with the uh, with the right catalyst, could have a cataclysmic result. Now. I want to talk about this book for a variety of reasons. This, and we haven't talked about this as we've been reviewing this book over the last five issues, but this is a very subversive book. Um, first, I love this book for the visuals. The visuals are amazing. It's grayscale with hints of color here and there. 
Carrie Randolph doing the Carrie Randolph thing. Um, you have an interesting cast of characters. You have a cast of characters that are, for, for the most part, all people of color. Um, and you have them spread across different types of, what do you want to call it, uh, demonic lore, if you want to call it that. Um, but really, at the core of this, despite all the sci-fi horror movie stuff, this is really about a woman's right to choose. That's literally what this book is from beginning to end. It's about Layla's right to determine whether or not she has this child. Um, And it's wrapped around a lot of sci-fi stuff and all these things. And it ends in a certain way that I don't want to spoil. So I'm just going to leave it there. But essentially this is six issues of having that conversation, you know, sort of, wrapped in a, a sci-fi story and i think it's the most subversive thing <laughs> that i just love because of the way they tell the story because if you're not paying attention you won't notice that but if you really pay attention that's literally what this is um so again take a look at it check it out support this book um uh, you're not going to be disappointed especially if you read this all as one you know one go it's it's a very you know sort of fast moving story with you know, humor, you know, adventure, show battles, all these things. I think it's it's a lot. And there's some very heartfelt conversations in there that I think people will connect with. So check that out. Last book, One Hand by Ram V. So just give oh. a, a background on this. Uh, Neil Novena, Detective Ari Nasser, is about to retire with an enviable record until a brutal murder occurs, uh, bearing all the hallmarks of the One Hand Killer which should be impossible since Ari already put him away, not once, but twice in the years before. Uh, what follows is a daily cat and mouse game. As Ari pursues his quarry down the rain-soaked streets of Neo-Nirvana, Ari will stop at nothing to unravel the secrets and ciphers of this case, but each revelation only leads further into the dark heart of the future Metropolis and Ari's own uh, beleaguered soul. I wanted to read something different. I wanted to sort of step out of the whole tights and capes and all that stuff and sort of read a noir thing. Um, there was that one book that we read, um, The Good Asian, that I really sort of missed that that sort of vibe. And I was looking at this in the solicits and I thought, this sounds interesting. So I decided to check it out. And it is hidden that spot. Um, the the artwork is is not similar, but sort of very noir. It's dark scale, um, you know, muted colors. Um, and the story is exactly that. It's it, There's not a lot that really happens in terms of action or movement and all that stuff. It's really setting a stage for a very dark story, but a, a good detective story. You're getting a really good vibe of the world that they're in. I should also say that this is a, what very far in the far in the future. Um, so this isn't like you know in the past, like 1945. This is like 28 something something or other. Um, but it's giving a really interesting vibe, uh, and I'm, it's one that really sort of scratched an itch for me. So I'm definitely going to keep checking this out. Um, it's setting the stage for the type of sort of telling the the story, the type of world that they live in, where, you know, the oldest profession has been, you know, sourced out to AI um, and, you know, all that stuff. Um, so it's, it's, it's doing a good job of giving you a little bit of the background, giving you a, a, a taste of the main character while also giving you a taste of the, the environment that they exist in and setting the stage for what looks like it's going to be a very, it reminded me of Seven. Uh, I remember Ooh. that movie. It, it gave me that vibe. So that I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep reading this. So I'm. I'm, I'm definitely gonna check it out. As a long mini as you or a lo- long run. Aaron, I think it's a, a mini. I think okay. it's a mini. Um, 
but we'll see. Uh, if I remember, I think it's six, I believe. Um, five or six. So, yeah. Okay. Now, a couple other things that I got to check out. I watched it. Uh, I finished Percy Jackson. Oh, I haven't seen the last episode yet. Oh. No, I'm not quite caught up either. So sorry. It did get um, renewed for season two, though, yeah, which is awesome. I saw. Oh, yes. I'm so happy for them. Really, really fun show. Um, really, I like the ending. Ah, Lance Reddick. Oh, yeah. Pour one out. Did they get, they uh, did a tribute to him at the yeah. end, right? Yeah. Pour one oh. out for Lance Reddick. Love uh, that guy. It's just, yeah. Uh, but I will say, I don't know if it's like 2020 being hindsight, but if you look at him, you're like, oh, yeah, he doesn't look well. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sense. I mean, he's still... But it's the eyes. Yeah. Anyway, um, I really liked the. F- I I have to say, having giving them what five six no was it how many episodes was it, it was six or seven, eight it was eight I think it was, mm-hmm. giving them eight episodes to tell the story really did give them more room to breathe and understand who Percy was and understand who those other characters were, and even give more space to the his mom and and his dad, um, who I think this. I, there was just something about the expressions of Poseidon, you know, as a yeah. a father who wants so badly to do well right by his child. Mm-hmm. But as they say, the gods have to follow rules, you know, or basically to be chaos. Um, I, I I like that part of it. Um, there was a lot done with expressions. So I really enjoyed the show. I'm going to definitely I might actually watch it again, but I'm definitely going to you know, stick around for for season two. Uh, speaking of season two, Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur season yes. two. It started. It's it's they dropped the whole thing at once again. Okay, the whole season at once. But I haven't watched the whole season. I, only, I watched episodes one and two, but I you know was kind of I fell dead ass asleep on episode two because it was just one of those days. Um, just but one I watched of those days. Sorry, I watched episode one. I tell you, they have. Well, first of all, the Beyonder is still everything. The Beyonder is Love. just everything. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but they really did. They they are upping the ante with this season because she did a lot last season. And then there's something that happens in the first episode of this season that I think is going to set the tone for what she's actually dealing with for the entirety of the season. I, I'm, again, I'm only two in, two in but... It's take. It's still got that that heart. It's still got the family. It actually doubles down on the family and the heart. Nice. Um, but there's a. I don't want to say that. There may be a little PTSD lurking around mm-hmm. that they are addressing, and they're not making it a well. This is a very special episode of Moon Girl Neville Dinosaur. It's really. I think they're they're baking it into the episodes, um, and I think they're doing a, a pretty good job. But again, the Beyonder is just is everything and the and the quips and the 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 and what i also love is that they have maybe it's just me but she seems infinitely smarter in this <laughs> season than she did last season like she seems more like terrigen mist inhuman smart in this season <laughs> like so more out of, out of the, the original books where yeah she, was, she seems you know, Seven yeah. smartest person or whatever she was. Yeah. Yeah. There she like yeah. off the top of her head figures out how to fly a ship through a black hole. I'm like, oh, I'm just oh, like, oh, yeah. uh, oh okay. Well, yeah, I guess that's a they must have taught that in the physics, you know, in, in high school. Yeah. 
So yeah, I, it's just fun to see it back again. I wanted to sit down and just watch the whole thing, but I just, it wasn't that type of weekend for me. So I'm just gonna gonna, gonna dole it out over time. But it is back. They dropped the whole season all at once. It's all out there on Disney Plus. So go check it out. Boom. Same art style, by the way. It's all absolutely. Oh, love it. Yep, everything is all there. I I just loved it. I, I again, I saw part two as well, and it's <laughs> guest stars that are in uh, episode two. From what I did see, uh, they were hysterical. It's just that they have such amazing comedic timing, um, the way they they block things and edit things. And I think it's just great. And even just the, you know, there's some things that when you do an animated show, you don't get to see expressions that explain things. Um, so they use like little little quips of the voice and little, you know, responses that maybe aren't typically scripted, uh, but you understand what they're trying to say. And it just really makes the comedic, it, it adds to the comedic timing. So yeah, it's great. So- Question for the group. Question for the group before I yes. give you some lightning and thunder. Would Ooh. we rather see a would we rather see a Moon Girl movie than a Madam Web movie? I'm saying Moon yes. Girl. Oh Moon come Girl. on, that's not a question. That's not fair. Moon First Girl. of all, as the one person defending the Madam Web movie. Hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm in the Where Madam Web camp. I'm ready. See? Let's go. Really? Yes. That camp is closed. Look, I I'm am ready. I am ready to have Morbius levels of fun. Look, Dakota. Oh, wait, you like you guys left me out to draw. I was the only person who paid money to see Morbius. You guys I will see to... Madam Web. I was gonna say I never promised Morbius. I said I would I would see Madam Web and I'm gonna fucking like it. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> um Dakota Johnson's interviews are yeah. everything. I would die for this woman straight up. Something so I of course about... I'll see her fucking movie. I started to, I'm not even kidding you when I say I started to put this in the chat, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to start a thing. What is it about her voice that just grates me? I don't know. You're alone. I don't know what it is. There's <laughs> just something great. about her voice and Kim Car- and any Kardashian's voice just grates me. Sound like a Kardashian? No, 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 no. I'm just saying two types of voices that grates me. Like the the vocal fry with the Kardashians, and then the it's just something I about the tone. It. I don't know. It were it does it for me, Aaron. I tell you what, I love. That's her. all that matters. Everyone, everyone's <laughs> got you. something. She's. I'll take her. You don't need her. She's mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll wait I wasn't viewer. planning to share it. Anyway. I, I, I was going to say, I, I, I wasn't going to, oh, I'll stretch my hands. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. I love her. I love her. I think she's so unhinged and she lies all the time for fun. And I think it's hilarious. Look, I, I've taken a pass on a few movies that have come out. Yeah. We never even, Bronwyn pointed this out to me the other day. We never even talked about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. It was fucking dumb, y'all. We didn't even I bring it up. Nobody did. Nobody talked about talking about it, and then we didn't do it. Y'all forgot all about it. That's if, how impactful that. If movie you want to extend your life t- lifetime a little bit, watch that movie because it sure as fuck well, felt like five years. It's coming out <laughs> on uh, on digital like yeah. real soon, within it's the next two it. weeks or so. Like. We maybe should revisit it if Aww. we want to for people that haven't have seen fun. it to watch it, and then we yeah. can have a group discussion about it. Here's it here. Make it a make it a drinking game. Every yes. time there's a pee or cockroach joke, have have a shot. Why oh, did I call the pee jokes even before I've seen the movie? Oh. I knew just from the the like the humor and tone that they were going with with the baby. He... I was like, he's gonna pee on him right after this scene in the trailer. 
I that's going to be the gag. I usually enjoy Jason Momoa's acting. I usually do. I know, Aaron, <laughs> we've all heard your shit about Jason Momoa. Let me finish. I'm about to insult him, okay? He, his acting in this movie is grating. It's like taking a cheese grater directly to your brain. The only one who showed up for that paycheck and actually worked was Patrick Wilson. And you could see, you could watch him grow more frustrated over the movie. And I don't think it was an acting choice. I think he was just frustrated. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, p- partly his character is now written completely different than he was the first time. Really... Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. it, it does not make any fucking sense. It's like yeah. he's a new person. Also, they replace. <laughs> they, you can't tell me they didn't replace Mira with that octopus. I'm just, they put in yeah, an octopus yeah. in every scene. It was supposed to be Mira. And, so of course they, they do. They, they prof- well, we'll talk about it now. Brief. They professor excess her out of the movie for a while they sure they sure did uh soap opera this actress ha- is, is yeah. like sick and can't be on screen her out of the movie <laughs> well, though of course there, there there is that shot later on where they guess they needed her so they sort of cgi'd her face over somebody else and it looks mm-hmm. worse than the uh video game from 20 years ago they were like what do we need a woman for in this movie oh to feel to feel baby fear the only thing women are yeah. capable yeah. of yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we can stop. Steve, yeah, just Steve, make, get get, get your bottle, the, get your bottle out and be ready. Steve turned the out. lock in my head that is just a whole wave of complaints about Aquaman. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'll I'll watch it when it comes out on digital. We'll have a we'll have a, a chat. Take a about drink it. every time Patrick Wilson is better than everyone he's acting around. You might die, but still. And listen, even yeah, if I have to go by myself, which is probably going to be the case. Yeah, I, will say, I will say your poor wife to this. I will she fall on the sword this. for Madam Webb and come oh, back really? with my thoughts. I'm going with Mad- Mad- TJ and I are going to see Madam Webb. You're going with Madam Webb? Is that what you were going to say? I'm going with her. I will go <laughs> Madam for TJ? her. I will go to her. <laughs> I, I'm on record. I fucking love her. So I will. I will. I will see that movie. We will talk about it. I will like that it. comes out. Uh, wow, this Wednesday. Valentine's this Day. Valentine's Day. Wow. Bring your lovers to see Madam Web. <laughs> All right. So so next week's podcast. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I'll go this weekend. I think I'm going to go this weekend with TJ. So. God, I don't know where I'm going to find the time. I'll figure it out. You want to do it? Maybe I'll bring my husband. I'll bring Brad with me. You should. Yeah. For, you got to bring your husband. I'll, t- I'll text today. him. I'll ask him. Bronwyn is not going to go with me to oh, that. No. No, don't subject her to it in theaters. She might enjoy it in Hope, but not in theaters. No. No, no, no. All right. Um, Aaron. Oh, yeah, was it Aaron's lightning round? Is that when this happened? Yes. Oh, yes. Sorry, Aaron. I saw I was, uh, <laughs> I was stalking you on PlayStation 5 Network the other day. I haven't been on forever. No, but you did play a little bit more Spider-Man. I did. And? I haven't been able to get on forever, though. Where are like you in a, the game? I think I'm almost at the end. But well, to, you, I, you tell me where you are, and I'll let you know. Hold on, hold on. It's been a while. Wait, who died? He died. Spoilers. <laughs> that <guy has> <laughs> back. There's a whole. Let's all right. Look, let's. I'll just say this. There's a whole third act. There's a whole like back third of that game that you've yet to see if if you're talking about characters dying so yeah then i feel like i'm part of the him and miles are back uh, then they i gotta think about it now all right I'm yeah you, you, you think about it. not a not a big deal i just 
please finish that game. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. There's so it's, it's what's so funny to me is that there's so many things that are popped up. That I'm just like, oh, I want to play that. Oh, I want to play that. Or oh, I just haven't had the time with these different things coming out at work. But yeah, it just drives me crazy because I'm I'm looking at every time I see a when you hear that commercial, bing. Especially if you're on YouTube. If you're on YouTube watching this, it's like bing. I'm like, God damn it, I want to play that too. I want to play this. It's just I'm running out of time. I've got a fifty dollar gift card on the PlayStation Network burning a hole in my pocket, oh. and I'm debating between the new uh. Don't Nod game, Banished. Um, I for some reason I I'm probably gonna wait until it's much lower in price. I do want to play Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. I have debated that, dude. So people long. are coming back saying it's actually fun and not that I bad. It's not the train wreck they thought it was gonna be. I've debated it. Oh my god. I don't want to pay not. seventy dollars for it though. Yeah, that's no. too much. That's way yeah, too much. No. Importantly, Steve, are you romancing Astorian yet? In Baldur's Gate three. Uh, no, let me tell you about Baldur's Gate 3 for two minutes. That game is hard. Yeah, I don't... I'm aware everyone's very hard for that game. You're right. I... Oh, Look, wow. I don't normally <laughs> I don't normally complain about the difficulty of video games. I, I, I'm pretty I'm good old. at it. I put them. thing on easy now. I put everything on easy. This, so do I. So do I for the most part. I'm old. I'm sorry. I put I this on story mode. It is still... I'm surviving by the skin of my teeth within an inch of my life. The two big encounters that I've come across and my roles are garbage. They're oh. garbage. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. I love where Bronwyn and I are playing it together. Mm -hmm. I love the personalities. Um, but my God, I know it's part of the game and I know it's D&D &D rules. The movement is killing me. I have nothing in my arsenal that I spend so many of my turns just moving 30 feet up. And then these enemies seem to have like infinite amount of uh, ways that they can run at me. And of I am just, nobody's died yet, but I've come so close. And that's usually oh. how D&D goes, but it's stressing me out. The mm -hmm. game what is stress. Is you're striking out with Astorian is what I'm hearing. You See, I can't. <laughs> See, the thing with the PS5, with the games, is there's such that I have to sort of be in a mood for it. There's such time sucks. I mean, every time I play something, I'll start, I swear to you, I'm not making this up. And this is for reference for you, Bob. I will start at like 6 o'clock, like 6 p.m. Like I'll just have like dinner or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, like a blue plate special dinner. I don't care. I'll <laughs> had dinner. And the next thing you know, it's like 1 a.m. And I'm Gosh. like, where where did the what happened? Where yep. did the time go? I can't. Uh, there have been several times when I have looked up and it's two thirty in the morning, and I'm like, I gotta go. I gotta. You want to talk go. about time sucks? Uh, Lauren got me like a dragon, infinite wealth for my birthday. That game is a time suck. I'm only on chapter four. I haven't even reached Dundoku Island yet. It's insane. And I'm I'm so many hours into that game. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. And I have my Fortnite addiction that's going on real strong right now. Never played Fortnite. I love it. Ever. Oh, only zero build mode. Me. Zero build mode only. I can't stand the building. No I, idea what I, that I can't means. do it. I don't want to learn. I don't care. I have that's no idea what that means. I I, they either, they tried to get me into it, but I was like, nope. I don't I'll like the gameplay with the building. It's just people creating like four walls and running around in a cube until they shoot each other. And it's just... It's not fun for it's not fun to me. I like I like the the zero build mode better. 
I've never played that. I've never played Minecraft. I've never played Roblox. I played because I have nephews and I babysit. I have played all of them, but I have not played Fortnite. I will say because I I don't, played I don't do Minecraft for like two minutes and went nope. Ah, uh, yeah, it's pretty boring. I only play it with yeah. the nephews. I I do yeah. Roblox is incomprehensible to me. It Roblox makes me feel ancient. Roblox so. is dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. Predatory. Don't, is it? Yeah, it is. It really is. In what way? It is. It's it's manipulative. The way that like it's in money spending. Way? Yeah, the way that oh. it's structured. The way that they hide uh, certain button prompts to get you to oh, spend yeah. more money. It's uh, oh, yeah, for sure. Nope. Yeah, it's Not toxic. Good. I have a nephew that loves it, but I he is I don't understand. He also loves backrooms. That's the one all the kids are obsessed with right now. That horror game. I don't even like that name. Yeah, it's backrooms. It's fucking scary. <laughs> I don't scary. like that name. It's got big um mm. five nights stranger danger. But it is. It feels weird. I don't like it. It's creepy. Mm. Now I all right. we all sound very old right now. We need to stop. It's time. <laughs> it's time. It's time for my lightning round. Thank you. Thank you so much. The hunger. Boom. <laughs> I hate you. It was, a, it was a delayed strike. Okay. The well, hunger the is further away. So God I... damn it, Bob. <laughs> How many times can we interrupt him one in more the middle time. of one sentence? Yeah, you know, I'm halfway through playing Pong. You're going to want to hear this. Because I don't okay, think that hunger. you guys know that this exists. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me about The Hunger. The Hunger and the Dusk, numbers one through five. Written by G. Willow Wilson. Uh, okay, I'm in. Art by Chris Wildgoose of Batgirl of Burnside fame. Uh, colors by a name that I can't pronounce. M-S-A-S-S-Y-K. So, Zaki. do with that what you will. Uh, letters by Simon Boland. In a dying world, um, holy humans and orcs remain. Mortal enemies battling for territory and political advantage. But when a group of fearsome ancient humanoids known as the Van Gaal arrive from across the sea, the two struggling civilizations are forced into a fragile alliance to protect what they have built. As a gesture of his commitment to the cause and to the relief of his bride-to-be, Farron Stoneback, we're going to get into some cool names here, the most powerful orc overlord, Troth Icemane, sends his beloved cousin Tara a high-ranking young healer to fight alongside brash human commander Callum Battlechild as his and his company of warriors, the Last Men. With a crisis looming, the success of this unlikely pair's partnership and the survival of their peoples will depend on their ability to unlearn a lifetime of antagonistic instincts toward one another and rise above the sting of heartbreak. Okay. <laughs> so the hunger in the dusk for me feels like something that humanoids would publish um big big huge fantasy driven storytelling going on here it's got intricate lore uh high fantasy setting dungeons and dragons like party of like kind of class-based characters including barbarians bards healers rogues strategists and more uh one thing that i find about books like this is that they rarely hold my attention. I often find the details of sprawling faction-based fantasy books to be too taxing for my ADHD-addled brain, and I hard quit after a few chapters. That is not the case with this series. 
I am all in 1000%. G. Willow Wilson is an incredible writer, and I said this earlier, who immediately gives her characters depth and makes her worlds feel real. Uh, she brings you really close to her characters really quickly, and you care about them very quickly. I'm digging the relationship drama, the delicate nature of the alliance that can fall apart at any moment, and the slow peel of the orc's history, and how they're not always the monsters that we've read about in cautionary bedtime stories, so on and so forth. I love the Chris Wild Goose's uh, art since I saw them on Batgirl of Burnside and have been waiting to see Wild Goose's name again. Uh, the world in this book is positively gorgeous, and the characters and creatures are expressive, intricate, and interesting to follow. The battle scenes are particularly gnarly, with body parts flying to and fro, uh, with impactful deaths on both sides. I was completely taken by the series from the jump, and I am stoked to see that issue six, which ends the first arc, drops this week. Uh, yeah. I keep talking. If I keep talking about it, I'm going to dive into story specifics, and I don't necessarily want to do that. Uh, suffice to say, there's lots of twists as the races adjust to their new alliance, and not everyone is cool with the union. There's subterfuge, hostages, traps, and unlikely bonds that keep the story engaging and beautiful to look at. Uh, the hunger and the dusk. G. Will Wilson doing high fantasy. It's awesome. Go and check it out if you weren't aware of it. Go read it. Sounds amazing. It's fantastic. I I I don't even know how I came across it. I might have seen it in the back of um this other book that I'm gonna. I, no, it couldn't have been because it's an IDW title. I don't know. I I don't know how I found it, but I found it, and I was like, hmm, what's this? Um, okay. The other thing that I read was Pine and Merrimack numbers one and two. Uh, this is from Boom Studios. This is written by Kyle Starks. Uh, from I Hate This Place fame and art by Fran Galan. So in Jamesport, on the corner of Pine and Merrimack, sits a small, unassuming detective agency. Former homicide detective Linnea Kent, along with her husband, an ex-professional MMA fighter, and the unofficial brawn to her brains, puts her former life behind her and moves away from the violence and death of her job in the big city to open up a quiet little detective agency in a quiet little town. However, when a missing person's case leads to a high-level cover-up, Linnea and Parker, that's her husband, discover their latest case is much bigger than they'd anticipated, and things quickly start spinning out of control. Uh, as much as I love the art, which is presented in a sort of classic noir movie poster style with a hint of Marguerite Sauvage color work, uh, the chemistry between Linnea and Parker is what's driving the story for me. They love each other very deeply, uh, with Parker always making gestures of affection, even as they find themselves caught between a rock and a hard place. There uh, is always, there's like this great sense of urgency uh, for the case, and it's kind of like a ticking time bomb story with people's lives on the line uh, and somebody being held hostage, and they're trying to, you know, uncover the trail and, and get to them before it's too late. Uh, it's a lot of fun. There's only two issues of it out so far. It's from Boom Studios. And I mean, Kyle Starks has yet to steer me wrong every time that I dip into one of his books. I am pleasantly surprised and entertained by what I read. So um, I'm going to keep going with this. It's fun. Sounds great. Yeah, 
it's because but honestly like both both of these today i picked two winners i also picked up a five-part series i've only i'm only halfway through the first issue called good deeds um another idw book but um maybe i'll talk about that next week uh if i manage to finish it i have a ton of writing assignments this week um all right that's my lightning round <laughs> okay sidebar could you just remind me of that yep has anyone seen the YouTube video of the the Red Ranger and the Black Ranger from the original uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, throwing shade at the others because they didn't stick to them friend style for a, a negoti- renegotiating over their contract? No. No. What? Share Look this. at this. That. that sounds incredible. <laughs> Apparently, there was supposed to be this thing that happened in the beginning of the Power Rangers where they were all supposed to renegotiate their deals. They tried to unionize the Power Rangers. Wow. Wow. said they would, but then everyone else black, backed out and left the black and the red ranger by themselves. And and I think that kind of led to things falling apart. You have to oh, look it up. I saw it. I was just like, shame. exactly. Oh, <laughs> who knew? Anyway, Google it. Destroy your childhood. All right. Sounds like fun. Now, Steve, I, I am a huge Willow fan, but you lost me with orcs. Why is that? I'm fantasy. not a fantasy guy. I'm a sci-fi horror guy and sprawling fantasy <laughs> faction-y things like that. Mm. He's not a sword and sandal man. Yeah, it does yes. not capture my attention. There are aspects of this that remind me of Saga. So now do just trying to bait you. with that what you will. Here, I'll <laughs> I send you... So. I think so. Here's some artwork <laughs> from... Uh, the hunger and the dusk, or whatever. Oh, it's whole... so pretty. Yeah, it is. It's really the 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 pages are absolutely gorgeous. Um, oh, that didn't work. Uh, here I'll send you a, a pine and Merrimack thing too. <laughs> okay. Accept this vial. Don't or you know, do or it. do. I don't care. Here I'll I'll remove it. You don't no, need to I... see that. What was it? <laughs> it was it was just artwork from uh, it was a page oh, from okay. the hunger and the dusk. Uh, and maybe this will this will go through. This is great for everybody listening at home. I apologize, but Bob, you can kind of see the like Marguerite Sauvage color work. I really like in that. this page a little bit. Anyway, um, I I don't I don't know I don't know. It might be it might be as Chris said a little too swords and sandals for you, Bob. But I mean, if you enjoy G Willow's writing, it is. It is that, you know, just in a in a high fantasy setting, um, swords and sorcery kind of things. The relationship drama that is a part of this story is like the main draw of it for me. I, there's kind of two unlikely um, like courtships or unions happening on either side of the conflict. And there are people that are happy about it. There are people that that are falling in love that didn't think they would, and it's uh, G Willow really knows how to write that stuff, and I just I'm I'm loving it so far. I'm looking at the art, and the art looks wonderful, but I know I think I'd be happier if it were in the same setting as Pine and Merrimack and a detective agency <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Or well, check Alatuna out Pine and Merrimack then. Pine and Merrimack oh, is in the is in the review folder, so. You could you can read both of them. You gotta deal with those gnarly boom studios watermarks, but yeah. you know, so be it. They, they add They're something. <laughs> oh yeah. They add plenty. They add a whole lot. Um 
All right, so that's me. That's my lightning round. Let's move on to uh, just a little bit of news. The only thing that I really caught, like I said, there's a few stories floating around, but one of them I've lost the thread on. Another one I don't think is worth talking about. Uh, but this third thing is that they finally released a trailer for the new Deadpool movie, which we found out is called Deadpool and Wolverine. Love the font for it, by the way. Did you see that Hugh Jackman changed it after the trailer dropped to read Deadpool and asshole? What was it? Uh, Wolverine and asshole or something yes. like that. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, I mean, this looks like a lot of fun. I really hope like I've enjoyed, you know, like most of the Marvel movies. I do feel like they're they've kind of reached the end of their rope a little bit and maybe Deadpool will be the shot in the arm that people need to be excited about the MCU again. This has the potential to really shake things up with mm -hmm. Deadpool being pulled into the TVA. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, that was and basically cool. being given like Kevin Feige's seat to mess with the uh, the MCU. I don't necessarily know how that's going to work or what his mission's going to be, but... Mm -hmm. I I love Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Yeah. And I will I will be there day one for this yeah. movie. It looks hilarious. It looks so good. I'm right there with you on all of that. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I did a gasp when I saw the TVA come in. I was not expecting it. And I'm ready for it. Um Colin Firth looks great in this role. I'm excited. <laughs> Whoa, Aaron, what are you doing to the chat here? <laughs> did I start it? I didn't even like Yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> It Chris started and I raised her. Bogos is back again. <laughs> I'm just saying. I thought that fan art was pretty rad. Ooh, nice. Lovely. Oh, Joey's read Pine and Merrimack. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. The Venom conversation just reminded me that I saw Spider-Man in Venom underwear on my timeline earlier and had to share it, okay? I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I love that uh, that meme of um, Kelsey yelling at his coach. And it's the line from Iron Man. Yes. <laughs> with a box of scraps. Uh, in a cave. In a cave so with a box of scraps. Anyway, does anybody else have uh, thoughts about the Deadpool teaser? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, how do you reconcile what happened at the end of Loki season two with this? Who knows? Loki's, spoiler alert, you know, off on a chair as a tree somewhere. <laughs> but, you know, we'll see how that all plays itself out. Uh, I don't know that it can reinvigorate an entire industry, so to speak. I'd like to think so, but it could make a lot of money. And whatever comes next is all going to be about quality of movie and if it catches people's attention. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think the I'm, Deadpool I'm, movies caught other people's attention outside of comic book things, if only because it was R-rated and profane. I'm with you, Bob. So, no, right. sorry. I was just so going to say... Yeah, go, go, go. I was going to comment on this point, and then you can make your next point. Um, I don't know how much this will actually impact the other MCU movies. I know it's implying that it will, but I'm skeptical until I see it. Yeah. Uh, I, I I was very happy that the teaser trailer didn't go too deeply into some of the things that have been spoiled already online with scene uh, backstage stuff going on. Though I have to say, I... It, it, I did seem to catch Doctor Doom in the trailer. Oh, really? I no, okay. That was the that was the picture <laughs> that I was gonna put in the chat. It's not him. It, it is in the chat. No, I will. 
no way. There's no way I will. I know in passing, it's in, in passing, it sort of looked like him. No, it really doesn't. Hold on, I'm going to show this to you right oh. now. That right. is so not him. First of all, oh, Doctor Doom would not be running around with an AK-47 or AR-15 or whatever the hell that is. The mask looks nothing like him. He doesn't have the metal arms. It's there's yes. no way. Yes. Yet. <laughs> oh, right. No, you're right. Okay. He doesn't have them yet. <laughs> it could be I mean, it's, it's it's you can see how in passing in a two second clip. Yeah. That someone in a moss green cowl yeah. with a sort of metal face and a tunic. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Kind of looks like Doctor Doom. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying the minute that you pause it and you take a real good look, yeah. it looks nothing like him. But what if this is an alternate universe? What if Chris is correct and it's the almost Doctor Doom? He hasn't gotten his full armor yet. He's wearing a suicide vest. I remember having these same conversations about Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman and sweatpants. Like, hey, yeah, well, it's his off day. That's his. It's, it's, it's his Tuesday. Casual. It's casual Friday. He may only be intern Doom at this point. He's, He's a random intern. goon. <laughs> He's a random goon. I'm telling you, if this He's... ends up being Doctor Doom, I will do something drastic on this podcast. All right, declare it now. Steve. I don't know. I don't know what it is. We can think. We can. Out. We have time to think about it. We've okay. got. We've got until July 26th. He's like medical resident Doom. I'm with you uh -huh. there. <laughs> yes. He's still in school. Turn. He's in grad school. He's I'm telling you, if this turn. turns out to be anything other than random thug number seven in the credits, so I will, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't frame by frame catch all the cameos. TJ told me Pyro was in this. Am I is he making this shit up? I didn't see it. I don't know. I keep seeing articles about there being all sorts of cameos. I didn't really see a, a, a bunch. Okay. I was Michael Chiklis has said too. he's not in it. Yeah. So there's that. I, I just like I saw like the people around at the birthday party in the beginning, but they're all characters from the Deadpool movie. That's like, what I thought. So I was I like, is that your big cameo thing? Because I I don't maybe I don't know. Hold on. What was a comedian <laughs> friend that was canceled? Is he in it? TJ oh Miller. no, he's not. That yeah. was um. Which oh one? God, what the hell is his TJ name? Miller? TJ. Yeah, oh yeah, the so guy, well. the bomb threat guy. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, Leslie Uggam still there, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yep, she's there. Um. Uh. No, I'm now I'm just finding rumor articles. I know, but I yeah, TJ believes that Pyro was in that trailer. I did not see it at all. Okay, hold on. The second. rumors extend to everyone who's ever been in a Fox movie at this yeah. point. No, there's there's no. I mean, I who knows? Maybe, maybe there's there's people in there. Who knows? But like, if you're counting the Captain America on the screen or Thor on the screen as cameos, you're it was you're just a scene from the first Avengers, stretching for clickbait. Like, come on. <laughs> I want to. I want to see Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. That's what. Yes, I uh, bring him back as Johnny Storm. I would love for both of them to show up in the same scene. That would yes. be great. Captain be America great. and Johnny Storm, and they do like the Spider-Man point or something. They, yes, uh, but they point at each other's ass. That's what. Yes. They do. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> or like Deadpool looks at the camera and he's like, "Well, this is awkward." <laughs> yes. Love it. That was a good Deadpool. Well, well done. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's the Deadpool trailer teaser thing. There'll be more on that, I'm sure, as they uh, ramp up the PR machine. 
in preparation for July. We've got a couple of months until that comes out, but the only MCU movie coming out this year. So, uh, Wild. you know, get your tickets is now, it an kids. MCU movie, What's up? Is it, is it an MCU movie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it mm. is literally the only <laughs> MCU you, movie coming out in 2024. Everything else yeah. has been pushed. They yeah, bought I'll all that Fox stuff. It. It's them. Yeah. It's no, I get it. I hear what you're saying. I just don't know if I would classify it as a. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's totally. It's like it's it's the the big deal about it is that it's an MCU movie. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm with you, Aaron. I'm just I'm doubtful. I know that's uh, what it's supposed to be, but I'll I'll have doubts. All right, we'll see. We'll see. He does <laughs> mention pegging in the way. teaser, so I know I don't care either way. To be honest, so I'm excited for it. So. All right. Who's up for a listener question? Us. All right. Uh, thank you so much uh, to Joseph Montague for writing in. Joseph wants to know, what is the soundtrack to the books you brought to the table in your lightning rounds this episode? So, Bob, why don't you go first? Well, I had this weird book set of books this week. We have alternate universes and liminal space and body switching and possession and such. So I went down a very weird sort of place and pulled out stuff while I sat. So one of them is this wonderful little CD from RCA. It's called Classics from the Crypt. So it's all sorts of horror things, all done by the Philadelphia Orchestra or the Boston Pops. So you've got Box Toccata and Fugue, Dance Macabre, Night on Bald Mountain, Mephisto Wall, Sorcerer's Apprentice, and then I, because one of these bits is Berlioz's Symphony Fantastique. So I pulled out my CD of that and listened to that. And then when I got to the call, uh, the world's greatest theremin player, Pamelia Kirsten, well, she's back to using her maiden name of Stickney at this point, because her husband, Greg, they're, they're divorced. So he's producing Adele at this point. And she's making theremin records. Uh, but she had an album from about 15 years ago called Thinking Out Loud. And it's... She uses a theremin hooked up to all sorts of MIDI stuff. So it's loop upon loop upon loop of this weird sonic landscape she creates. And it is pretty darn special. And so that's what I was kind of listening to. I was getting I was getting weird. All right. I love it. Nice. Uh, Chris, I'll put, when some, you... I'll put some familia into the chat. Yeah, yeah do that. Okay, so I should make a little Spotify playlist or something. Oh, cute! Yes, uh, Hyde, the novel and the graphic novel. I think two songs really stand out. Uh, one is What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Paranoid by Beaches, nice, nice. and the other is Eat Your Young by Hozier. Ooh, mm-hmm. uh, very different, like dramatic shift in genre um, over to Letters on the Wall. I would say Cherry Wine, the cover by uh, Jasmine Thompson, and Would You Be So Kind to, as to Fall in Love with Me by Dottie. Aww. Mm-hmm. So di- different vibes. If you make a yes. playlist, it's going to be real weird. Just saying. Hmm. <laughs> We're liking that. Did you see that uh, the Beaches announced a tour with Girl in Red? I know! It's the gayest thing ever! <laughs> <laughs> you, we, don't, we won't even have to ask you, are you gay anymore? We just ask, are you going on this tour? <laughs> I really want to go to the show at History, but no, we'll see. I know. I've kind of tapped out of my spending money on shows money because I'm I... <laughs> do you, do you want Do you want to know how much I spent on my sleep token ticket? 
How much did you spend on your sleep token ticket? I spent $260. I spent more than that on the Eros Tower, so <laughs> I guarantee you I was further away. <laughs> oh, God. I I had an opportunity to buy a $75 balcony seat, but I freaked out because I didn't think that I would, like, there was no chance in hell that I would be able to get tickets. And yeah. so I just buttoned through really quick and I got to the cart, <laughs> like $260. I was like, I okay, it. so this is my concert for the year. Yep. So I'm, yeah. I'm tapped out. That was last year. I'm still tapped out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to, to, to be fair, <laughs> I did, I did talk about it with Bronwyn and she encouraged me to get it. Yeah. She's like, you love that band. You will be talking about that show for the rest of your life. Go. Yeah. So that's yeah. that. That is the second most I've ever spent on one ticket for one show. Yeah, that's so. fair. It's, they're expensive these days. They are. Uh, Aaron, do you have music for your lightning round? Sure. How about Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill? Hey. Ooh. Or... The soundtrack from High School Musical. Either yes! or Wow. <laughs> my there you go. students today, I love my students. I'm obsessed with them. They're wonderful. We're psychoanalyzing High School Musical. It was amazing. I didn't like ask them to. They just decided to. It was hysterical. <laughs> That's all of life's lessons you can learn from High School Musical. That's what they were saying. <laughs> it's all there. I agree. It's all there. Good stuff. Um, so for me, I have, um, what is it? I keep forgetting the name of this damn book. The Hunger and the Dusk. Uh, I went with the band Heilung. Heilung is an experimental folk music band made up of members from Denmark, Norway, and Germany. Is it uh, Heilung, like the two words? Or... Uh, H-E-I-L-U-N-G. So their music is based on texts and runic inscriptions from Germanic peoples on the Iron Age and the Viking Age. They performed at the Video uh, Game Awards 2023 and appear on the soundtrack for the upcoming game Senua's Saga Hellblade 2, a.k.a. the reason that we bought a Xbox Series X. Um, they're phenomenal. If I'll put a I'll put a video of theirs of their performance in the chat it's um, great. I just listened to it. Oh my god, it's really good. Yeah, they are a spectacle for sure. Um, really elaborate costuming, um, like crazy throat singing, really uh interesting instruments that you don't hear every day. Um, just an epic, epic, epic show. Um, uh, I would love, love to see them live one day. Um, so High Lung and the other band I have for this uh uh blah 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 comic is mastodon just because i'm going with the whole like big beardy burly men vibe mastodon certainly has enough of those uh this is the heavy metal band from atlanta georgia i recommend the album hushed and grim as uh as your your entry into mastodon i saw them open for ghost in uh 2022 and they were phenomenal they're actually playing like 20 minutes down the road from me uh in june but I don't know. The prices are the ticket prices are a little bit much. I don't think I'm gonna go. Um and then for Pine and Merrimack, so we're getting the kind of like smoky detective vibe. Gotta go with Portishead for that. Uh and in case you didn't know, Beth Gibbons of Portishead has a new album coming out later this year and recently released the single Floating on a Moment. You can go and find it online, it's fantastic. 
uh, give you a little taste of that album that's coming out later. Uh, and other the other two bands that I have for Pine and Merrimack are Tricky's Max and Quay album and a DJ called Nightmares on Wax, and specifically the album Smoker's Delight. So go and check those out. Like I said, maybe I'll make a uh, Spotify playlist or something with some of these uh, songs and selections. Radically different genres. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. mean, that's, you know, they're radically different books. I agree. I No, I just think it'd be funny to listen to them in a row. <laughs> yeah. Well... Put little little companion piece. Hey, listen, I would, I would do you this. You asked Joseph, so we're doing it. So, I would do this you know. every week if, if Joseph uh, wanted us to. It's cute. I, I do like it. This it's is like a, this is my business right here. I love I love music. I love like spreading the good word of stuff that I think is good. I'm down to do it once in a while. I don't know if I can manage it every week, but sure. I could do it. I, challenge you know, accepted we know nobody challenged you you challenged you. yeah you <laughs> so, did. yeah i heard so it like i threw the challenge down and i took it <laughs> i heard it all right um let me get back to the outline here i think we're going to talk about the books that we're looking forward to this oh, week i do not know well why don't you go and take a look and i'm going to ask bob what he's picking up wesley dodd sandman number five we have Blade number eight. Mm-hmm. Steve Orlando is doing a Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver miniseries. And it starts this week. Ooh. I meant for yeah. that. Abbott 1979 number four, which is the book I'm looking the most forward to. And mm-hmm. the thing that I have to be up really early yesterday for, the Marvel's Blu-ray comes out. <laughs> and I need to own that physically. I because love that. I'm the person. Does that come out? What? Wait, what? The 13th. Really? It comes out the 13th, yeah. I love that time-traveling answer. That I need to be up early yesterday. Because <laughs> <laughs> that just dropped on Disney Plus on the 7th. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't realize that was so so um, quick, one after the other. I'm yeah. going to need to get that, too. Um, want the extras. Want the gag reel. Want the deleted scenes. Want the commentary. Love yeah, the for sure. Yeah, no, that's a that's an owner, for, for sure. Um. Yeah, Disney Plus is convenient, but it's not the same. And you and you get a you better get a better quality picture if you buy it on disc anyway. Yeah. Um Aaron, did you figure out your yeah, books? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> so here's what's going on. First I'm going to cough. Then I'm going to talk about some action comics number 1062 and then follow the House of X number 2. And then Blade, like like Bob said, and then I'm looking at uh, the Quicksilver thing. I didn't, I wasn't super excited about that after reading the last uh, Scarlet Witch, but I, I, I will see what happens. I'm not always a Quicksilver fan, but it's your, it's your boy. Yeah, yeah I know Steve. It's Listen, Steve. it's our man. <laughs> if you have to love everything, if someone does, and you don't love it, do you? So Outsiders know. number four. I gotta think here. I gotta sit here and think about that. Think about that for a second. <laughs> outsiders number four um and then the army pedestrian life of christopher chaos yeah Yeah. yes i'm looking at that cover and that cover is is a lot um and i think that's probably it for me for this for that week i think it's probably going to be enough to be honest with you that's a lot yeah uh chris you looking forward to anything in particular Okay, so every week I say, I have no idea what I'm looking forward to. I just want you to understand why I actually made a spreadsheet of all of the webtoons I'm currently reading. And it, currently reading, I'm subscribed to 500, as I've said. 
but the ones wow. that I'm reading at the moment, uh, 150. And that's why I never know what the fuck is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, we'll I see. did forget one. When they pop up, I read them. <laughs> Good strategy. I did forget one. I'm sorry. I, I have to read Space Negro, The Last Negro, number one. There you have it. <laughs> Is that the one you put in the chat? Yes. It looks yes. It's very interesting. I, Who's writing this? I don't know, but I have to read I don't it. know. I, I don't care. I read the article <laughs> earlier, and I was like, I love it. I have to read this. Written by Jared Sams. Billion years in the future. It's not my brother still can't catch a break. Can't catch a break. Nope. Amazing. <laughs> so, oh, God. When's, like, um, when's our next... Um, uh issue of um oh my god what is that called tainted love or something like that sainted love sainted love that's it that's a good question i don't i, feel I like haven't it's, seen it's it. been a hot it's minute it's been a minute yeah i it hasn't seen anything come up I, when's the next issue of excellence coming out for god's sakes don't get me started oh, there god. i have the um the oversized hardcover from the kickstarter uh that greg was nice enough to procure for me so, uh, yeah. sitting on the shelf uh so for me my books are blade number eight abbott 1979 number four uh new number one called the cabinet another number one called the displaced i hate fairyland is coming back this week number 11 the hunger and the dusk number six which ends the arc uh kill your darlings number six i'm going to try to catch up with that the oddly pedestrian life of christopher chaos number seven Transformers number five. I, if John was here, I would have talked about them. I read Duke one and two really, really enjoyed those a lot. Um, Enjoyed Cobra commander number one as well. Not as much as Duke, but still good. Still willing to give it a second issue and keep going with it. I need to read more of Transformers. I bought one through four. I'm going to read all four to see if I can catch the wave, but I'm not, I'm coming to the realization that I'm not that big of a Transformers fan, or at least it might, it might have passed me by. So I'm like, I'm not popping for the things that I think are meant to make people go off. And I just, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, in my list of those three things, Duke is my favorite. Uh, the other thing is the weatherman number two, and Zawa and the Belly of the Beast number four is coming out this week. Oh, has anyone was... seen the Displaced? Yeah, that's what I said. I I hadn't seen that before this. Yeah. Huh. Okay. There you I go. I read the uh, yeah. I actually read the synopsis for this one. It sounds cool. I love this. Okay. Anyway. That and the cabinet will both be in the review folder. So if yeah. you wanna dip your toe in, you can. Just your toe. Just, just the tip. All right. Um, that's gonna do it. Does anybody have any comments or closing statements? Anything? Uh-uh. All right. Uh, we've reached the end of this week's edition of the Talking Comics Podcast. As always, you can send us your comments or questions through our email podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. That is podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. Bob, where can our listeners find you? We lost you. <laughs> He's muted. There you no, go. I was I was coughing. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, old fashioned email. Bob Breyer at talkingcomicbooks.com. Aaron. <laughs> you can reach me on Instagram. If it's meant to be, you'll find me. 
Oh wow. <laughs> Chris, what is your what is your contact information? Okay. So all of the stuff is on linktree.com slash the myth of psyche. And I've just now added one more social media. I'm on hardback now, which I do like, I will say. <laughs> what is that? What? What? <laughs> Is that a book related thing? It is a book related thing. Oh, thank oh, that's God. cute. Okay. Uh, yeah, Aaron, it's oh. not a hookup. Oh, thank app. God. I, uh, listen, you can't take know. another one. It could. I know. There's, <laughs> there's just too many of the hookup apps. That I can't take another social media that I'm going to ignore. Oh. This one I actually like. I really do like it so far. And there's not a lot of people on it, which it makes it really nice right now. But it, I'm sure it'll get trashed and ruined. But I'm enjoying it at the moment um also check out gotham outsiders we are coming out twice a month now regularly our next episode is blue beetle um and after that we are covering harleen which i'm very excited about Ooh. oh i love that book it is so good it is so good and uh we have author rachel allen on with us who wrote the uh harley quinn young adult novels and it's so much fun uh also thirsty on tune is coming soon to the second part of our queer end review soon in the future yes part <laughs> one is on the feed now go back yes. and check it out it's very very good we give a, we give you over uh 50 new book reviews so there you go Oof. fill your tbr my friend just tweeted chris i have 499.7 hours in Baldur's gate three that's nuts <laughs> them if they are dating a historian <laughs> that's, I, that's nuts. all i want to talk about i love it For the historian is in the gif that they posted alongside Good. the tweet so i assume I am so not playing it but i am watching every piece of media y'all put out about historian i'm in love is I'm that the is that the bear no historian is the gorgeous twink vampire man okay that's like, yeah that's that's who him. yep yeah i love him the love snob him. Yeah, he is. But, you know, he deserves it. He is. He reminds me of Jeff Goldblum for some reason. I like that. I, I'm also into Jeff Goldblum. So thing, it yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. In like the um, early Jurassic Park era. Yeah, for sure. Ooh, woof. Kevin Feige told Mark Ruffalo that a Hulk solo movie is not going to happen. I mean, hey, I got a question. Yeah. Have we reached the end of this week's episode of the Talking really Comics so. Podcast? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> My name is at dead underscore anchorist <laughs> on the internet. Thank you all so much for listening. Be excellent to each other. And until next time on the Talking Comics podcast, to be continued. Bye.